say Zechariah chapter 10. So the Lord put this on my heart and I must have seen it 12 times since then. But I'm just here to just testify of the goodness of God and you, you know that God's moving all over the earth right now, don't you? You know he's blowing up the campuses uh, on Bible colleges and and other campuses and other churches and extended meetings and all these things. You know that. That's going on all over the place right now. Right, right now as we're here. And so we just have to be in a, a position where the Holy Spirit is going to do what he, we just got to make room. But I feel like the Lord is saying to me, he said, ask. And where God is pouring out rain, how many want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on your life? Are you willing that he can come and disrupt your life? A couple hands went up. I know there's a lot of yeses. No, I'm serious because that's a hard decision inside of each one of us that we, we all have to like make. Like where, where's my adjustments in my life so that God, you can come in all your fullness and all your glory. And while he's pouring out rain right now, Zechariah the prophet tells us, says, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. So there's some correlation with the, the, the latter rain being poured out. And that means, you know when those latter rains came? It was spring. But technically it was February and March. It's just the timing. It ends up being the latter rain time in the Middle East. It just ends up being that way. Not by chance. And so here we are, we're just... I just want our hearts to be ready for what the Lord's going to do. And, and if, you're, if you're here for your first time, I'm not going to apologize, but I'm going to say there's some things that are going to be testified of here today that I'm just going to not apologize for, that just get, just get comfortable with God stretching you, okay? Amen? People are like, wait a second, what's he going to say next? I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is moving in strength, and, and I just felt like I wanted to rehearse a couple of things, and it's not to try and reproduce anything, but I know that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, and anything that comes from heavenly places that we want to see come again, it's funny. I was away two weeks ago, or last week, and, and I got my, uh, I always have, there's two feathers in my Ready? I'm just going to go right off the edge. We'll just go off. I do need my bag. That front zipper pocket. Only because I have to testify of these things. Okay? No, it's the other one. Hold, please. You're like, what is that? Here, look at that. So that's, that's a gold feather that we found in here that could stretch you. No, no, it was in the other building before all this building stuff started happening. Yeah. That was the, the week after Joshua came. It's translucent. 
like legit. Like Big Bird wasn't running around the sanctuary. <laughs> it's legitimate. If you look at that, you'll know it's really not. Yeah, you can see it. You can pass it around if it doesn't disappear. <laughs> and if it does, oh well. But I just, I'm saying that because angels, awesome, right? But there was, a, there was a prophetic word that said angels, we were to work with angels to get here, right? And they were angels of prosperity. Do you believe in that? Yeah. Well, let it be unto you, unto you according to your faith if you don't believe in that. But I want angels that are golden and they, they paved the way for what's about to happen. And I believe that there's an angels of abundance that God wants us to partner with. But, okay, that's good. But then a few weeks ago, and I'm just going to have three ladies come up here quick. Come up here quick. I need the microphone. I know, this is totally off the cuff, and then maybe I'll take an offering and scare everyone out of here in a second. No, I'm teasing. All of you, three that I talked to quickly. So I just want you to realize, so there was three th so two weeks ago, let me just do, Elon, you don't want to stand, okay. Two weeks ago, you can start. But two weeks ago, what happened was two weeks or three weeks? It might have been three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we got held up. The Lord showed up at the end and really just, really showed up in, in strength. And I say this to... Because I want them to testify. And really what I did, I went and looked up all your names. It's crazy. You're not even, it's crazy all the way down the line. Yeah. Well, Gloria, we know what Gloria means. What? Glory. Astrid, do you know what Astrid means? Divine I saw divine beauty. And then this one, a torch. Yeah. Fire. So Helen is torch or light, Astrid is divine beauty, and Gloria is Gloria. And so these three ladies had the same type of experience that night. I didn't see angels. They were looking at me like, why didn't you hear that? All of them. You didn't hear that? They heard angels singing. So I just want you to just quickly just... Okay, first of all, I just want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to give witness for you of who you are and that you are mighty in this place, that you are mighty in us. And that's why we feel you when we come in here because you're in each and every one of us. And so that night he was here. Yeah. He was like his weight, the weight of his glory was heavy on us. I, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to breathe. I didn't want to move. And then all of a sudden I heard angels I heard angels. They were singing, and I knew that I knew that I knew they were the angels because I'd never heard anything like that before. And there were, there were women singing, lightly singing in the spirit. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful. And then all of a sudden, that's when I heard them. It was like they came in and joined in. It wasn't a long segment of that, but I did hear them. And simultaneously, then I smelt the anointing of the Lord, almost like he dropped anointing oil mm. right in front of me, right where I was. Mm. It was so strong. Mm. It was so strong. <laughs> I didn't want it to go away. And it lingered for a while. It really did. It lingered for a while. So anyways, I just thank you, Lord, for giving me the opportunity to be able to give witness of that about you. <laughs> 
So, Father, we give you thanks, too, for your revelation, for, for all you are, Father, for all your love that you decided to visit us on uh, every day. So Super Father, Bowl Sunday. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, yes. So on that day, I, I'm actually maybe just going back a little bit because during worship, I felt the rain. And mm. then I was just in this position of worshiping the Lord. And then uh, later towards the end when we worship it, I just heard the angels singing over us. And I'm like, keep looking around. Is it someone else is singing? Because I heard, heard the angels singing. But this was like all the time. I don't know. It was maybe good 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, keep looking. I said, maybe all is singing or someone else. But, yeah, I just heard. And I felt like the, the angels were singing over us. So it was just so beautiful. And I just thank the Lord for his goodness and visiting us and uh, just to help us to be alert, to hear and see and feel. Because already I felt the presence of the Lord, so I know he's here. And he has shown me uh, the Lion of Judah this past three days, so I know he's visiting us. So be ready. Amen. Amen. I like that. Be ready. We need to be ready. So before I give my angel story, can I share something else? One short thing? Sure. All right. My birthday is February 22nd. This year it happened to fall on Ash Wednesday, or Ash Wednesday happened to fall on it. So Ash Wednesday, for anybody who's come out of the Catholic background, is a very, very um, a sober time. It's a time of repentance. And I think that it's very significant, it's very prophetic, that it fell on 222. Two, two. Now, number two is the number of witness, the two witnesses. Jesus sent them out two by two. It is the number of um, multiplication. So here we had three on Ash Wednesday in 52. I think it's 55 days now, but at that time, 56 days, it culminates in um, Passover. So I just wanted to offer that tidbit because we're entering a, a time Amen. of revival Amen. in which we need to go out two by two and be the witnesses for the Lord. Amen. So the second thing, the thing that I was brought down here to um, share with you guys is that I was on my way out of the church, actually, because <laughs> I have my coat and I'm dragging Mark, and I have to drag Mark out of the church. Mark, we got to go. I have a, um, a kind of mother, I'm going to call her mother, um, that's 100 years old, and she's in a long-term residence in uh, Haverhill. So what we try to do is get over there. If we don't get over there before s service, we get over there afterwards. So I was on the way out so that we could go to Massachusetts. And on the way out, I went, Mark's all set to go, and then I stop, and he looks at me, and I said, Mark, there are angels. Listen to the angels. Can you hear the angels? I said, we're staying. <laughs> we're staying. All right. <laughs> so we stayed. But it was interesting that you shared the rain. Um, I hadn't shared this with you, but all through the service, I was hearing rain, and I was thinking it was raining outside. So I was, like, hearing yeah. rain. I said, oh, we're going to go out in the rain. <laughs> but it was raining inside. And I think it was uh, Patty? Donna. Donna. Is that Donna? 
Donna. Donna shared about smelling fresh mm, rain. That's right. So I, you know, I just think that on that day, there was a lot of God's presence. God hasn't forgotten this place. Amen. God's showing up. So we're, we're just going to, um, I'm just going to hit a couple scriptures because I just, um, let's just focus on this uh, Zechariah chapter 10. And I just want to, you know, it's a time where the Holy Spirit wants to show us um, so much more in regards to how to steward his presence. And I feel like um, revival is available to every church. Are you with me? Revival is available to every person. You just say, well, I'm, I'm living in the spirit of revival. Well, someone needs to tell your face. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, are we filled with the joy of the Lord? Are we, are we living before the Lord and we're completely free, right? And, and God wants us to live in such freedom. And what I love about this, what we're seeing happen with Asbury, uh, with Lee University, with a bunch of these, you know, and that's just two of like 14, that I know that God's pouring out his spirit. Listen, it's, it's hitting the millennials and the Zs. And how many, how many know there was a, like this, there was a lot of discussion between the minds that meet on how to get the Z's and the millennials back in flow of what God's going to do. And I'm telling you, God's, God's in charge. He's able to do that. And if you're thinking, well, why is it all about millennials and Z? Well, listen, burn and be a display. Listen, if we're thinking about, oh, my generation, my, you know, listen, I'm an ex-generation. I got lost somewhere, all right? And so I don't care as long as I got, you know, as long as I got the fire of God in me, my, my, my gen is no longer X. Come on. It's gen Jesus. All right? And so, you, you know, God wants to put us in a, in a place where we're, our hearts are coinciding with what the Lord is. And, and who will God touch in this hour? Anyone. Anyone. And this is, this is so... This is so necessary for all of us. Listen, I'm, I'm believing that the Holy Spirit will just begin to, listen, will you quench what the Holy Spirit is going to do? The question that came to me this week, will you quench what I'm about to do? Yeah, that's a heavy question. Because when I don't even know what it looks like God's going to do, I'm asking the Lord for, I'm asking the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. So what does that mean? I'm asking, and we have to have the ask inside of us. You hear me? Really, the Lord wants us to have an ask on the inside, like the anticipation and the asking of we we don't ask the Lord questions. Well, we, at least we don't ask the Lord questions that aren't self-centered. Right? And I just want the Lord to come and inc increase and overtake and continually just blast me. 
Ready? Just let's just go. I just want to hit a couple of scriptures. You know, Evan Roberts was thinking about a couple things, a couple of revivals in the past, and we think about the Hebrides revival, and I've talked about this in, in the past. Evan Roberts was the Welsh revival, but the Hebrides revival, it says that Duncan Campbell showed up and he got like credit for for the revival, and he says, no, 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 God was there way before I ever showed up. God was bearing down. So here's, here's where we're at right now. This is what I completely believe, is that we are at a point where God is saying, what do you want to do? What are you going to ask me for? What are you believing for? What is, what is the name that you want? Hmm, there should be one answer to that question. There is one name that's above every other name that we should be asking and crying out for. And guess what? When he begins to show up and he begins to bear down, <laughs> and, I, and I end up in a, a situation where the Holy Spirit is like, I, I want to be like Evan Roberts. But do I have the wherewithal to get up at 1 a.m. and pray till 4 a.m. every day? That's what he asked of him. And within two months, they saw 70,000 people come to Jesus. But it didn't just happen because they all of a sudden had the meanings. There was a lot of time that happened before that. And why am I saying this? Because... Listen, not to put heavy burdens or bear anything on anyone, but I'm telling you, you have to ask the Lord if you're hungry for rain in the time of rain. Are you hungry for water when he's pouring out double? And are you hungry for water when he wants to release all, all of what he wants for this age? I'm telling you, it, it's, not a, it's not a mistake that we've watched just so many things to kind of converge in the last month, right? You've had these moves of God happening. You've got the Jesus revolution happening. And actually, there's, there's so much on the 222 thing. Listen, you just have to be, be listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. He wants to open double doors for us to step through. And I say this to you. Listen, let's just go to Hosea. Because I look, I look at revival and God is looking for a bride that will beckon him doesn't matter what condition we're in. Oh, man. The problem is we think we can't ask in a bad condition. When actually that's the most important time to ask is when you're in a bad condition. When you're in a bad state of heart and you're like, God, I need you more than anything because you cannot do anything without the Lord. Hosea. Chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Come, let us return to the Lord, for he is torn, but he will heal us. He is stricken, but he will bind us up. And after two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight, let us know, <laughs> let us know, let us press on and press in to know the Lord. This is what, this is what, to pursue the knowledge 
of the Lord. Because his going forth is established as the morning. And he will come to us like, what? Rain. Oh, there's so much about the rain. And I'm, that's why I have such an anticipation. But here's the deal. When, you know, we had that like little bit of bearing down and I, I felt the Lord in other prayer meetings that we've hosted. And guess what? He's looking, I believe, remember uh, Pastor Todd Smith. I'm losing my voice already. God, glory to God. Maybe he just wants to shut me up today. I'm telling you, when, when the Holy Spirit comes, when I think about Todd Smith and what, they, what happened in the North Georgia revival, it was what? They were, having, they were going night after night, and then they had to figure out, wait, this isn't sustainable. But he knew this. He said, when the Lord first came in, he began to walk up and down the aisles and say, can I have my, can I have my way in this place? And I guarantee, I guarantee you, I promise you he goes up and down the aisles of every church. Every place that we meet, every home, every home. I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. I got two. I got plenty. Thanks. I'm thankful for an anticipation that the Lord is coming and that he wants to come. With the former and the latter rain. He will come to us like the rain. Like the latter and the former rain in the earth. And so there's a desire for the Lord to come. Remember, um, Isaiah said, come. Let us reason together. Though your sins be like scarlet, they were as white as snow. Why am I saying all this? Because I'm looking, we'll go back to the book of Acts. Ready? I'll get on track. Supposed to be doing a series on the book of Acts. But in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that after they came out and Peter preached, Peter preached the message, the Bible says that they were cut to the heart. And so what is, what is the apostolic doctrine that we need, to, we need to continue to pay attention to? That's preaching that cuts the heart. No, not that we're mean and not that we're being negative, but preaching that will challenge your heart to say, God, my heart is so far from you, I need to pull the filter of all the stuff that's clogged on the outside so that you can get in. And there's something about bearing in with God and allowing him to understand that we are bankrupt. I am bankrupt without God. The problem is the church does not know that they're not bankrupt without the Lord. Hello, this is a voice crying in the wilderness today. And this place isn't a wilderness. It's an oasis. I believe that. And there has to be a, a place in our hearts that we say, God, I want you. I want you in such a way. Please come. Please come and show yourself. Yes, I want you to come. And I thank you, Father, for the two days that you show up and you heal me. But I'm looking to be resurrected. I'm looking for the third day where resurrection is flowing in my life. Go to Zechariah chapter 10. I mean, sorry, Hosea. No, Hosea 10, 12. Yeah, I know I was just in Isaiah in Hosea 6. Now we're going here. So for yourself... 10, 12. 
Sow for yourself righteousness and reap in mercy. Right? You are the righteousness of God in Christ. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray prayers, righteous prayers. Remember a guy? His name was Elijah. Yeah, he, he cried out. It says this, break up your fallow ground. For it's time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains, what, righteousness on you. And here's the deal. I believe that the Lord is looking for us to walk in this place where God would cry, God, Lord, let your righteousness reign in the earth. Let your righteousness reign in Kingston, in Plastow, in Atkinson, in Concord, in Manchester, in Farmington, all over Massachusetts, wherever it is. God, will righteousness reign in our time? And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's calling for us to ask the Lord for rain. In the time of the latter rain, he's asking us to, to just plead with the Lord. You, you know what? When, when the Holy Spirit began to get on Evan Roberts, he gave in. He said, Lord, will you bend me? He asked the Lord to bend him. What does it look like when God bends you? What does that even mean? I'm like, what is that prayer? What does it look like when we're asking God, God, bend us. God, show us where we're in lack. I'm telling you, something about bankruptcy, because the Lord does not want us to be bankrupt. He gave everything so that we would have everything. The problem is we see ourselves as very sufficient. The only sufficiency I have is in Christ. He, that's what Paul told me. The only place where I am sufficient is where Jesus Christ has taken over in my life. And every place where I'm weak, I have to just tell him, God, I'm weak in this area. You need to touch me. You need to deliver me. You need to break forth in my life so that I'm no longer insecure, so that I'm not broken, so that I'm not battered, so that I'm not, I'm not frozen in fear. Because most of us become frozen because of fear. And God wants us to be undeniably confident and undeniably desperate. I can't wait. See, I had a feeling today that, like, when something's about to happen, Like you're feeling uneasiness almost. And listen, you can't produce it. You have to ask the Holy Spirit for it. John G. Lake said there's, there's one thing that can get you to God. It's the spiritual hunger. It's, it's this hunger that you cannot produce. You have to ask and when you ask the Lord for this hunger, when you ask him for rain in the time of the latter rain, 
there comes a bearing down and a lightning that comes from heaven that will illuminate and bring you into a place of alignment with what he's doing in you and what he's doing in the rest of the earth. So I'm just, I'm here to say, listen, Holy Spirit, ah, will you come? Will you show up? If I think of Acts, we'll just go through some things in Acts. Listen, the book of Acts, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm asking the Lord for. God, I want us to shake cities. I don't want to just have a church revival. God wants to shake cities. He can't do it without people that aren't wrecked for him. Acts chapter 8, we see, we see Philip, regular guy. He gets whacked. He gets hit with the Holy Spirit. He's just kind of a, he's just serving. But the Bible says that they're scattered everywhere because of persecution. So be careful when you, you get a little rattled by persecution because God wants to expand us every time we're getting persecuted. Every time there's crushing, every time there's pushing, every time there's pressure, God is trying to grow you. And you see, he goes down to Samaria, a place that is godless. It is not like America. It is idol worship central. You got Paul who goes down to Ephesus. You got all these guys, they go to places like Las Vegas. Salem, Massachusetts. And I'm not saying we have to go meddle and look for trouble. I'm saying this, that God wants to fill you with all his fullness in this hour. But you've got to cry and ask for rain. You have to ask for it. I'll try over here. You have to ask for it. You have to ask. You say, well, sovereignly God just wants to put out his, pour out his spirit. I believe that. But he's looking for the places that it's crying out, God, will you come? So Acts chapter 8 tells us this, that he goes down to Samaria and he blows the place up. And so every addiction demon, every kind of demon flies out of people and healings take place and he, er he eradicates demonic powers in a city. And the Bible says that great joy was in the city. That's why I said we need to tell ourselves we're saved sometimes because some of us walk around like, I don't know, the heaviness and the weirdness and all the stuff. Listen, God is good. He wants the joy of God on you. It says that Stephen, when he was about to be taken out and killed, it says that he glowed. He just began to glow. I don't know. We need to get to a point. Because we get, we're, we're so tuned in with our American filter. And what I'm saying is, God wants to remove the filter. Look, go with me to Acts 17.6. This is, this is a powerful verse. Acts chapter 17. So here you got Paul meddling again. He's down in some city. And it says this, that he goes 
It says, but when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brethren, so he'd get in trouble. They couldn't find Paul, so they grab another people, right? Wrong place, scene of the crime. Some brethren to the rulers of the city crying said, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. I'm going to look at you today and I'm going to say, are you turning the world upside down? No, I'll look at myself, I'll point the fingers at myself and say, am I, am I shaking people up? Am I turning the world upside down? Are we doing things with, with where, <coughs> excuse me, where the Lord is shaking things up? Because the Lord is looking to bring that shaking. And you serve a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Do we understand that? That the kingdom that you serve cannot be shaken. I don't care what it looks like. And then we have Acts 19, 18 through 20, which is just talking about Paul. He's just working. And he's causing trouble again. Why? Because people are taking all his work cloths and bringing them to other people, and people are having miracles happen. They're getting delivered from demons. They're getting, they're getting set free from sicknesses. This was common. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Everyone look at me. Don't look at your Bibles. Don't look at anything else. This is common, natural. I know it's supernatural, but it's, this is what Christianity looks like. So I'm asking for rain in the time of the latter rain. That means everything I'm telling you about right here in the book of Acts. Ready? God wants to do and multiply it in our day. What I believe is happening right now with the hunger, with the millennials, and with disease, this is what I believe. It's just a precursor. It's just the lighting of the match. It's just igniting what the world, what, what we're going to see in the earth in the days ahead. And you're like, well, it's, you know, and people get real critical. And I had to, you know what? You got to watch your heart. You know, watch your heart of all the cynicism. Is that revival? Is this revival? I don't know if that's revival. Like, what? A, listen, if God's moving and he's sparking and he's causing a hunger to happen in people, let's go. Let's just say, come on, Jesus. Look at what you're doing all over the earth. Lord, would you do it here? Would you do it in me? And you can't get jealous of it. As much as you want to. No, I want it here. Because I'm a pouty Christian. No, come on. Come on. And we want it. You want it. And so here's my thing. God wants to do it. He wants you to ask. He wants to ask so that things shift and change in your life. Amen? Oh, just go with me. One more scripture. I'm not going to be long. I've been long already. James. Five and seventeen. Oh, let's go to sixteen. Now let's go to fifteen. It says, in the prayer of faith, we'll save the sick. 
guess what? The prayer of faith will bring a personal revival. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Verse 16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly. Wait, he had a nature like yours. Take note of that. He had a nature like me. Oh, mercy. No, I'm just being, right? Have to be honest. Take an honest account because here's the deal. He gave him, he said he had the same nature. He was Elijah the prophet. Yeah, well, you saw how he treated Elijah. Come on, you can read it later if you don't know. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And when he prayed earnestly that it would rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months, he prayed again. And heaven gave rain, and the earth produced the, its fruit. So here's the deal. Elijah does this. He, he tells Ahab, there's no rain except at my word. That's an Old Testament reality. <laughs> where's, where's, where's the prophets now? Come on. And I, and I love prophetic ministry. I do. But here's, here's what God wants to do. He wants us to be a voice that changes atmospheres. That changes actually physical conditions in the atmosphere. That changes, causes rain to come and go. Are you, are you with me? Yeah. Here's, here's, Moses had the same thing, right? Moses would command things. Moses would say, no, here's what's going to happen. And if you don't comply, this will happen. Listen. God wants to raise up a body, a church where the fear of the Lord actually is. Where the fear of the Lord causes Diplomats to tremble. Because there can be the word of the Lord that's given and spoken. It was funny. I was watching a Bobby Connor video this week. And I'm just laughing. I'm laughing. Because he had insight to certain things. And then, then you, have, you have anyone who knows Bobby Connor or do, doesn't know him. He's a, he's a prophetic guy. And I mean, the Lord would give him specific details, which now he had the government call him, giving him a phone number so that he'd call when it was a different administration. But do you understand what I'm saying? So he had information that they knew terrorist attacks would happen. I'm saying God is available for us in every aspect of life. And the Spirit of God wants us to be undeniably uncontrollable. Like you can't be controlled. Quiet down. The problem is we want, we want the Holy Spirit to be like in our little box. Ready? When the Holy Spirit comes with the full reign, 
with the heavy rain? Listen, Elijah was a man like us. It says that when he prayed, it shut up the heavens. And then it said this, now I got to get rain to come back. And the Bible says that you just saw the, what? The, si- the cloud the size of a man's hand. And the Spirit of God wants us to pray until you see the cloud. And what I'm telling you right now is we're seeing a cloud. Well, we're definitely seeing a cloud at least. That the Spirit of God wants to bear down with heavy rain. That will cause us to run. <laughs> Come on. You hearing me? I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting us to get into a position that births revival for ourselves. That births a move of God for ourselves. You can't just wait and say, maybe it'll rain. The Lord's saying, ask for rain. Ask for it. Ask for it. I'm telling you, there has to be a people that are not sleepy and quiet. And Oh, God, maybe you'll come. I'll wait on the park bench for you to just come by. No, no, no. I'm telling you, he's looking for a hungry people. He's looking for a people that are just going to stand up and just say, God, whatever it is, you, when you come, we're ready. Lord, the oil, my lamp is full. And intercession, oh, has to be a place of intercession. Has to be a place where we just give ourselves completely. I wrote these words down. May my, may my will not resist anything of you. Are you praying that prayer? The Lord gave you that prayer for you. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's his, that's his question to all of us. Will my will resist what he's doing? Will my will resist what he's doing in this hour? And so here's what I want to do. That's the conclusion of one part of the service. I'm not trying to produce or manifest anything, but I'm going to ask that hunger would just, we just begin to ask the Lord. Ask him. Because I think we, we misconceive who he is sometimes. I'm going to say some things that may upset some people. The Lord knows your prayers. The Lord knows what you need. The Lord knows what every person in this room needs. Every person. There's not one person in this room he doesn't know what you need.
So what are you asking him for? What are we, we going to begin to ask him for? If he knows everything, because he is all-knowing, he's still omniscient. He's still omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. And the Bible says that we have not because we don't ask. Well, how does that go with what you just said, Miles? The one thing we need, the one thing we ask is that he comes. Because I'm telling you, every other thing that we feel like we're lacking is taken care of. Like there is no oil that the Lord has that he touches you with that will not break open a new dimension in your life that you knew nothing about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like the oil that God has for you tonight, if you, if you allow him to bend you, if your will doesn't resist him, It is. Not your will be done, but thine. Teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. He asked the disciples in the Gethsemane, in Gethsemane, can't you tarry one hour? Did I already say this? Guess what, you and I, we read the book, and you're like, I would never, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to sleep. I would probably pick up a rock and lay on it, yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you, because we look, and even in the most drastic moment when Jesus was looking for someone to prayer partner with him, he couldn't find one. All his 12 guys that were his closest people, Lord's looking for partners. The Bible says that Jesus, <laughs> oh, I have to find the verse. Hold a minute. With venomous cries, he had venomous cries. And he wanted, he's looking for people to come and ask, to come and partner with him. I don't even know what that looks like. To be honest, I'm standing here like I have all the answers. I don't. I have no answers. I just study this thing and God reveals things to me. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is, yeah, bringing wisdom. But I'm telling you, I don't know what it looks like. All I know is we think we know what it looks like and God really knows what he wants to do and we don't have a clue. We don't have a clue. I am like undone because I don't know. God, how do I, what's the, 
How do I produce what you want? Because that's the human, right? That's our humanness. God, how do I show my, my affection? How do I give you all the glory? How do I bend myself so that I'm not resisting you? You have to ask for it. I have to ask for it. I'm so sick. <laughs> I love you. I'm not mad. I'm so sick of my inability to produce something I can't produce. And I am believing God for a lot. I believe the Lord's doing. Listen, this place, I'm thankful. But listen, it has to spill out the doors. We got plenty of doors to spill out. There's not just one anymore. Come on, God wants to spill out into the streets. He wants you to be absolutely wrecked for Him, even in public. Come on, they went out drunk. They went out drunk. They thought they were drunk. I'm willing to be drunk. Come on, not on wine. But on the Holy Ghost. I want the Lord to cause me to be in a complete stupor. Because guess what happens when I'm drunk? I'll say and do things I would never do. Oh, come on. Come on. Y'all acting like you're holy. Say some stupid stuff. Come on, you want to say some righteous things. He wants to rain righteousness. He wants to rain righteousness on us. Well, maybe help me with a little bit of music. Help the Lord, I should say, not me. What I want to do is position us right now. I think there's some bold people that are going to ask for rain right now. 